Stand Up for the Truth is sponsored by Lakeshore Communications Incorporated and made possible by your generous tax-deductible donations at StandUpForTheTruth.com slash donate. This is Stand Up for the Truth, a packed hour of challenging discussion addressing important issues and topics affecting Christians across the nation. Join the conversation via email at comments at StandUpForTheTruth.com. Now, David Fiorazzo. Hello, brothers and sisters in Christ. Thank you for tuning in and, as always, for sharing the podcast. We had a replay of a previous podcast with Pastor Steve Smotherman, Legacy Church, Albuquerque, New Mexico. We re-aired that yesterday, and it's unbelievable. A replay podcast got nearly 5,000 downloads And that does not include the people that were listening online and the people that are listening to local and regional radio in Wisconsin. So people across the country are finding out about Stand Up For The Truth, and it's because of you, because we are censored and shadow banned, and we don't advertise because we're not allowed to (laughs) by the powers that be. So today, the headlines, and we'll uh, tease what's coming up. Uh, Good news. We're going to start with this second half of the podcast. Tim Tebow raised $1 million for charities by auctioning his Heisman Trophy. We'll talk about that fun story. And also, uh, Joe Biden issued the most executive orders in his first year since 1970, any president since 1970, and it cost taxpayers so far up to $1.5 trillion, those executive orders. Over at NPR, uh, National Progressive Radio, they're promoting starting sex education as young as kindergarten, and they say... It's absolutely not controversial. A story that goes along with that from our friend Christopher Rufo. Um, the Michigan Department of Education adopted a radical gender theory program that promotes gender fluidity beginning in elementary school and encourages teachers to facilitate the sexual transition of minors without parental consent. West Coast Governor Newsom quotes Jesus to advertise abortion in pro-life states. On today's podcast in part two, listener warning as we connect the dots between perverse sex researcher Alfred Kinsey to today's sex ed curriculum, as well as the modern normalization of adultery, abortion, homosexuality, and soon pedophilia. And there will be a warning uh, before we get into that part of the podcast. Why are we talking about that? Because he was just given a life-size bronze statue at Indiana University. So first of all, though, on Monday, we talked about the extreme lack of justice by the Biden administration on behalf of the many crisis pregnancy centers and churches across the country that were attacked by abortion terrorists and bombers and vandals. And today we get a first-hand account of a firebombing attack that took place in Buffalo, New York, at Compass Care's office. And even after many of these acts of domestic terrorism have been captured on security cameras, the FBI has not made a single arrest, as Julianne Appling in Madison, Wisconsin, testified to last week. This exposes the corrupt Biden Democrats and the Department of Justice. Today we're blessed to have Reverend Jim Harden with us. He's the CEO of Compass Care Pregnancy Services, lives outside of Rochester, New York, and uh, with his wife and 10 children. Jim actually pioneered the first measurable and repeatable medical model in the pregnancy center movement and has helped over 650 centers nationwide become more effective at reaching more women and saving more babies from abortion. He's written extensively on medical ethics, executive leadership, and pro-life strategy. Jim Harden, welcome to Stand Up For The Truth. Thank you very much for having me. It's an honor to be with you. Well, it's a blessing to have your story uh, given more awareness, given more air, press, whatever you want to call it, because it's important. There's so many of these, and the uh, national media, and even local outlets, I would say, because their worldview does not support the Christian worldview, biblical worldview, so they don't like to report on stories like this. Um, but yet, if a Planned Parenthood was attacked, it would be front-page news, and, the, and they would find someone, a person of interest, within hours. But anyway, September, uh, well, let's just go back a little bit, uh, Jim. First of all, how long have you been with Compass Care? Did you start it, or did you come along and end up being CEO there in Buffalo? I Yeah, I, I started 
uh, this is my 21st year of service to the Lord. Wow. Um, as the president and CEO of Compass Care, we essentially, the organization existed before uh, I arrived. It started in 1980 as the Citizens for Public Morality. It started out of a Bible study in the city of Rochester. <laughs> and they, they quickly began to, to realize that the, the prevailing moral issue of the day, the issue upon which history would look back on and say, that's what defined our time, was going to be abortion. And they were right. Mm-hmm. And so they decided to change their, focus all of their attention and energy on on uh, reaching and serving women facing unplanned pregnancy, considering abortion, as well as educating the community on the evils of abortion. And so um, <clears throat> they, can't, they they brought me on to help medicalize the operation. It had never been done before in New York State, and uh, and that's what that's what we did. And uh, God just kept opening doors for us, and we tried to be faithful to walk through them. Wow. Um, I would love to stray from the the topic just for a minute and talk about the New York, it must be a very challenging um, effort there. And you've made a lot of progress. You've, you've had a lot of impact. But yet in that uh, dark blue state, the home of you know you, so many radical governors and politicians, as well as Margaret Sanger, yeah. who, who opened her first. Uh, she was a eugenicist. For those of you who don't know who Margaret Sanger is, founder of Planned Parenthood, eugenicist, racist, uh, feminist, and she opened the first birth control center in Harlem, I believe. And now today, I think 79% of Planned Parenthoods are minority neighborhoods by design on purpose. So your thoughts on that, you're kind of trying to outdo some of her legacy and, and the the murderous uh, legacy of Margaret Sanger there in New York. Oh, yes. I mean, New York is not just the abortion capital of the United States with more abortions happening on a per capita basis than any other state has been since 1970. Abortion tourism began here, and uh, and it's, it's it's starting back up again here, uh, but but it's also the abortion capital of the globe. I mean, all the concepts around abortion, um, and and the policies uh, around abortion, and and the ideas that drive, you know, global kind of inter- international interactions around um, the, the debate, as well as how much money people, how much money nations get, um, in terms of, of population planning, et cetera, et cetera. All that comes out of New York State. Hmm. Um, so we, we are in the belly of the beast. And Margaret Sanger, as you, as you mentioned, came from New York. She was born just south of Rochester. Um, <clears throat> and, yeah, she, she, they, they are directly, Planned Parenthood directly targets minority groups. I mean, in, in, in certain uh, places in New York City, for every 100 black babies born, over 100 are aborted. I mean, think about the math. That's that's zero growth. Wow. Zero zero population growth in the minority black black community. In 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 Rochester, for every 100 black babies born, 59 are aborted. Also, destroying the ability for the black community to grow and thrive. Hmm. Um, And they're saying this is a right that 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 this is this is some kind of blessing. This is this is absolute. Look, the, the most violent place on earth is an abortion clinic. We all know that. And, and for them to, to specifically target minority communities. Now, co- just compare that. Compare for the black community to the white community. For every, every 100 babies born in the white community, 18 are aborted <clears throat> versus 100 to 100. Uh, it's, it's, it's awful. And the, <clears throat> the eugenics, the, the nature of it, and the mm-hmm. fact that they're, they're mercenary capitalization on, on the crisis of these women in, in their particular situations is, is just wrong. I mean, you know, uh, abortion was the original quackery yep the, the the original hippocratic oath i mean you said i will not give a woman an abortive remedy this is the oath that doctors would take before they started practicing medicine independently right yeah every doctor would say this why did they out of all the medical things that they could have pulled out and said we're not going to do this they chose abortion why it's because the purpose of medicine is to heal and to maintain the health of the patient and abortion does neither one of those two things for either the one and certainly not the child and so yeah it's the original quackery abortion is not medicine it's it's uh, it's it's mercenary uh, and and it's it's wrong always and everywhere has, and always has been and the reason why is because all people are made in the image of God Amen and deserving of blessing and protection from the womb to the tomb without qualification you know the, Jesus describes the you know you you mentioned Governor Gavin Newsom and his billboard campaign yep uh, multi state billboard campaign it says at the bottom of the billboard he's he's encouraging women to travel. Uh, from conservative states to California to get their abortions, like like Governor Hochul in New York is doing. Um, but at the bottom of this billboard camp, uh, campaign, it says, love your neighbor as yourself. <laughs> He's using the words of Jesus yep. to promote abortion. <clears throat> but what he doesn't understand is Jesus defines love. 
Love is sacrificing yourself for your neighbor, mm. as Jesus did for us on the cross. Abortion is sacrificing your neighbor for yourself. Wow. <laughs> right? and, and so people are... The, the, the Bible also describes the opposite of love in, 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 a, in an interesting way. He says uh, in, in the book of James, uh, the opposite of love, the opposite, you know, the royal law is love your neighbor yourself, but the opposite is partiality. It's not hate. It's, it's partiality. It's, it's me playing God, getting to decide who qualifies for my favor and who doesn't. Who qualifies as a person under the law and who doesn't. And that's exactly what Roe versus Wade said. Roe versus Wade said the word person does not apply to the unborn. And, and, and Dobbs, reversing Roe versus Wade, gave it back to the states to decide for themselves to, to, to have this debate. And, and basically, Dobbs said abortion, uh, that, that Roe was egregiously wrong, specifically on that point. Mm-hmm. The word person doesn't apply to the unborn. It, because, look, we're, it's not the government's job to, to parse out who qualifies as a person and who doesn't qualify as a person. It's the government's job to protect all people equally without qualification. Yeah. Pre-born, all the way to, to natural death. That's right. And, uh, and, and so, go ahead. No, I'm just agreeing with you. Amen. Keep going. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just absolutely. Uh, so, so when you've got the government standing up, you know, got government bad actors like Elizabeth Warren and, and, and the Biden administration and Joe Biden himself all coming along, insisting uh, that that uh, that abortion should be a fundamental right. Uh, they're 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 misunderstanding their their function as representatives in, in government. Um, you know, you look at Genesis chapter nine, uh, after the flood, God said, look, don't, don't shed man's blood. Man should not shed man's blood. Why? Because we're made in the image of God. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was the first, you know, one of the first statements and mandates that God gave Noah, um, you know, on the restart, you know, right? Okay. Everybody, everybody's thoughts were evil all the time before the flood. God, God had to wipe it out so that he could start over again. And essentially, and then I said, look, here's the first thing you need to understand. Don't kill anybody. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and and government totally misses that point. Uh, so uh, we, we, we what do we what do we do as Christians? Well, we stand up and we prophetically speak and we prophetically act the truth Amen. through pregnancy centers. And we say, look, uh, when a woman faces an untimely pregnancy, she says, I'm stuck. I'm trapped. I've got no other choice. I need to have an abortion. That's what she says. It's, it's not about choice for her. It's not about empowerment. Right. She's 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 being coerced by her circumstances, mm-hmm. by her boyfriend, by whatever the case might be. And she says, I need to have worse. So what, what do we do? We come alongside her with with ethical medical care and comprehensive community support so that she can see her way clear to making the most difficult choice and have the baby. Mm. Praise you God. Know, we all implicitly know that it's more difficult to have a child than I have a child. Uh, but it, but but we, we when she if she can walk out of our office. Thinking, if she walks, she's walking in thinking, she, thinking to herself, "Wait, I can't do this. It's, no, it's not possible." If she can walk out after a seventy-five minute appointment and say, "I see now how it's possible. Mm. Now, now, she, her decision is truly free, mm. right?" Yes. But that's not what that's that's not what the pro-abortion politicians want. That's not what Google wants. Uh, they're trying to. You talk about shadow banning. We're being shadow banned. Mm. Pregnancy centers all across the country are being shadow banned. Yep. We were wiped off the, the Google and, and listed as permanently closed. Well, let's 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 talk about that for a minute. You, you're not exaggerating because Google did this purposely in their search engines. Explain exactly what they did so people can't find you in search results. Yep. Well, <clears throat> anytime uh, a woman is is looking for, you know, she says she takes her first positive home pregnancy test. She, she makes she has to make a decision. Well, she doesn't have to, but she oftentimes makes a decision about the outcome of her pregnancy within the first 24 hours after that first positive home pregnancy test. So what does she do first? She goes on Google. Hmm. Yeah, and, and she does a search. Yep. She's searching for information. Um, for example, how much does an abortion cost? Um, and if she's searching for anything related to abortion, hmm. um, she won't find us. And we're, we're the educators. Wow. We're, we're the ones that provide informed consent. We yes. talk about all this stuff. We talk about... Any, anything and everything uh, uh, that she needs to know about abortion, abortion cost, abortion side effects, uh, the different types of abortions, because the abortion industry is not going to tell her that. Uh, they just they just want to to, to infect them. They, they might not even diagnose her pregnancy before they send her dangerous chemical abortion drugs. So what's happening is Google is essentially banning us or, or 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 labeling us so that women are less likely to click on click on us or even see us. And and also they've literally I'm not kidding you now wiped us off the map so women can't find us. 
all at the behest of pro-abortion politicians. Yep. Like like uh, the, the, these, uh, I think it was 21 legislators came out with an open letter to Google demanding that they disallow us, wow. allow pregnancy centers from, from marketing. And then Letitia James, Attorney General of New York State, sends another open letter to Google saying, wipe us off, wipe pregnancy centers off the map so women can't find them. And Google complied. And it, Google complied. So uh, we're, it dramatically impacted our ability to reach women. It cost us tens of thousands of dollars more just to actually get access to these patients. Um, you know, we, we, this was on, so we were wiped off the maps. We were wiped off of Google altogether with a negative one-star review campaign. Wow. Propaganda campaign. Yep. And, uh, and it took, we couldn't even get in touch with Google. This, this happened on May 16th. Then on, on, on June 7th, okay, June 7th, this is interesting. We were, Google put us back up online at 1.26 a.m. But then at 2.30 a.m. on June 7th, we were firebombed. Oh, my goodness. Isn't that, that, that's fascinating. I, no, I bet you that's just a coincidence, right? It's, it's, it's a coincidence because, you know, um, I'm sorry, I, I can't remember the name of, of, of the lady in Mass in Wisconsin that you mentioned earlier. Oh, uh, Julaine Appling. Yes. So she was firebombed on May uh, 6th. Yeah. Okay? And, and, and Jane, Jane's Revenge, the pro-abortion terrorist group, took responsibility for that. And they said, look, you got 30 days to shut down all you pro-life pregnancy centers. You got 30 days to shut down or we, or, or we're going to, we're going to do more of this kind of damage all across the country. We've got, we've got actors in our cell groups, basically everywhere in every state. Okay. You got 30 days. Guess what happened 30 days later, June 7th, we were firebombed wow. and they took responsibility for it. They said, and here's what they did. They said, if you don't, if you don't shut down next time, it's not going to be so easily cleaned up as fire and graffiti. Wow. The murder threat, the death threats continued um, you know, the FBI was slow to even engage. I mean, they're, they, 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 they're slow walking the whole thing. They, they're, they're, they have scheduling conflicts. You know, look, you, you, you described the, the attacks. There have been over 100 attacks, as you mentioned earlier, yep. on pro-life organizations and churches. Yes. Over, over 50 attacks specifically on pro-life pregnancy centers who simply are peacefully trying to reach and serve women uh, in their hour of need. And it, where's the arrest? I know. Where are the arrests? What's ironic, Jim Harden, is that uh, New York's governor, I'm reading up from this very early article that came out about your office, Compass Care in Buffalo, firebombed by abortion terrorists. New York's governor not only ignored the violence, but earmarked $35 million in taxpayer funds to increase security at Planned Parenthood's abortion clinics. So let me ask you this real quick. We've got two minutes left before we have to take a break. If this was, if one planned parenthood was firebombed, what do you think would happen? Well, luckily we don't have to conjecture. On (laughs) July 31st, one planned parenthood in Kalamazoo, uh, Michigan was attempted. There was an attempted arson attack on it. And what happened? Well, let's, uh, there was within, within hours, there was a federal law enforcement joint task force that was, that was amassed. And they, they began in earnest to, to investigate the, pro, the, 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 the attack, okay? And within four days, they found the guy and arrested him, uh, and, and now he's facing 20 years in jail. Well, I'm happy that they arrested the criminal, right? Yeah. I'm, and uh, I'm assuming that he's, he is the criminal. Sure. But uh, what, what do we see? It took them five weeks, the FBI, five whole weeks to even take a look at our video surveillance. And it's extensive, by the way, extensive. And we can't even, and they won't even let us look at it. And it's been, it's been four months. You're talking about a contrast between four days to catch someone who allegedly attacked a Planned Parenthood and four months, and they still haven't arrested someone that firebombed your office and, uh, and issued death threats. Not a single one. And now wow. we're, now we have to sue the police department to get access to our video footage. And that's another story. We need, well, we need to talk a little bit about that because now we're taking it. Oh, oh, this is not the governor. This is not the pro abortion groups. Now we're talking about local law enforcement. I don't understand. I read your story. We're going to talk more about it when we come back from break, but I don't understand why they won't give you your security footage back. And so we need to get those answers from Reverend Jim Harden. He is the CEO of Compass Care pregnancy services and by the way friends a lot of these crisis pregnancy centers across the country they don't charge young women who are dealing with this crucial decision on whether to have a baby or not they give them all the help they need often for free but more when we come back on this important topic on stand up for the truth
Your monthly financial support of StandUpForTheTruth.com is needed and appreciated. Now, back to today's Stand Up For The Truth with David Fiorazzo. We're talking with Reverend Jim Harden. He's the CEO of Compass Care Pregnancy Services, Buffalo, New York, whose office was firebombed and uh, extensive damage. I've seen pictures that it's much worse than even what happened here in Madison, Wisconsin, to Julianne Appling, Wisconsin Family Council. And uh, before we get to the details of why the Amherst police there, a suburb of Buffalo, from what I understand, won't give you the owner of the security footage. I don't understand why they won't give back. We'll let you explain that. But first, how can people get a hold of you, or your website, or support your work, Jim? Yeah, thank you. If people would like to kind of follow this or find ways to support, they can go to compasscarecommunity.com. It's compasscare, one word, compasscarecommunity.com. Okay, compasscarecommunity.com. We'll put that in the podcast blog. So, okay, back to the security footage. You you have security footage, and you were attacked on June 7, July, yep. August, September, October. <laughs> so it's almost October. Uh, Jim, what happened, and why can't you get the tape back? I So, yes, we, we're we looking at four months here, um, we're day 107. Um, FBI is slow walking it. Uh, they... And they they had a uh, they had scheduled a team from Quantico to come out and do some analysis of the site relative to the video surveillance, um, and they can't they canceled. Um, apparently, there were other things that came up. They're deprioritizing this investigation on 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 every level. Wow! And so we, we're like, look, we we've been patient. We've asked to see our video surveillance. Uh, we in good faith, we 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 gave our video surveillance over to the police department to jumpstart the investigation. The reason why we didn't make a copy is because what well, we couldn't, our, our facility was so, so drastically uh, catastrophically damaged that power was out significant fire smoke and water damage. And uh, so we, the, luckily the, 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 the box that held the footage uh, was intact and we were able to give it to the police department. And uh, that was in good faith. And we said, look, uh, can we see it? And they said, well, sure. That was the first time. And then apparently they talked to their higher ups and they said, well, no, you can't see it. Um, so we, 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 we were patient and we, all along we kept asking, let's, can we see it? Can we send, can we send somebody to look at it? Can I come look, can I come over and look at it? No, no, no. You think it would be proper, wow. uh, proper for the police investigation to let the victims take a look at, uh, the perpetrators and the <laughs> video surveillance yes. to see if they even know them, mm-hmm. right? Nothing happens. Uh, so, uh, we finally said, look, um, they've had enough time to make an arrest. There have been over 50 attacks on pro-life pregnancy centers all across the country, not a single arrest. We know they're choosing not to arrest the perpetrator. That's right. That's a, I mean, there's, there, uh, the FBI is the largest uh, law enforcement agency on the globe. Massive resources for forensic, forensic technology and, and, and staffing, right? They can't find a single person. That's hogwash. We, we know, my guess is that they've infiltrated Jane's Revenge. And, and they can't make arrests. And, and for various reasons. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're, we're approaching the midterms and there is clearly some collusion between these pro-abortion political bad actors as well as uh, in their collusion with big tech. Yeah. And, 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 and the FBI does what they're told to do. They're the, under the purview of the Justice Department, which is under the purview of the Biden administration. Yes. And the Biden administration has come out said, saying, look, if we, if we retain control over the House and the Senate at the midterms, they will pass through the legislature uh, a bill essentially enshrining abortion as a right and we'll lose all potential gains we could have gotten from the reversal of Roe. Yeah. And it'll take, it'll take the, take it right back from, from, take the debate back from the states and put it right squarely back on the shoulders of the federal government. And, and that, it won't just make abortion legal again. It will make it a fundamental right. So if, if a pregnancy center has refused to perform a refer for abortions, it's a violation of a, of a woman's civil right. That is a totally different ballgame we're talking about here. Yeah. Uh, and so it'll become illegal to be to be publicly pro-life as Christians. So what are we doing about our kids? We want we want justice. We want to we want to see our, see these perpetrators, and we want to give it to our attorneys so that we can get the ball rolling to get this this violence to 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 settle down. Um, we 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 ask um, the, the Amherst Police Department to give it back to us. This Amherst Police Department is a is taking control of their investigation. They're a first-ring suburb of Buffalo, and uh, our attorney sent a letter saying you've got till August 19th. They refused. And then our attorney went, went to the town attorney basically saying, look, this is simple stuff. I mean, just give, 
it's been a hundred. This is not going to you know harm the investigation. It's already been 107 days. You clearly don't have anybody. Um, and uh, why don't you just give us give give our give my, give my client uh, their 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 property back? And then he came out and said, "Look, what's the reason?" He he talked to an Epic Times reporter, and the Epic Times reporter asked him why it would be so so much of a problem. Why is it a problem that uh, for 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 the victims to see their own video? Yeah. And he said he suggested that the publicity of the police investigation would stoke political violence from the right. This is the Amherst town attorney representing the town of Amherst. Okay, oh my goodness, Buffalo. And then he said, "Well, what he, when asked what he means by that, he said, well, you're aware of all the nuts.' This is a quote. Now I'm, I'm reading. You're aware of all the nut jobs out there with guns and AK-47s bombing and killing people because what? they have certain political views." So what? what he's saying is oh the people God. that support pro-life pregnancy centers, these peaceful organizations that provide ethical medical care and comprehensive community support for free to tens of thousands of women every year all across the country, they're, they're the ones that are some – he's saying that they're AK-47 toting uh, people that are going around killing people? How is wow. that possible? We're the pro-life ones. We're the ones that were getting bombed. And we're death the threats. Ones that got bombed. Yes. We, and, we, and ongoing death threats. Yep. Does that make any sense? No. So, so it confirmed it confirmed what we what we suspected mm-hmm. that there is bias within the police department. There is bias in the town of Amherst, and they are intentionally not giving us justice. What is the job of law enforcement? The job the job of law enforcement is simple: enforce the law equally. And it's not happening. No. So it's time for us to get our our, stu- our our video surveillance back, so we can we can view it, and we can start the ball rolling on, on getting some arrests. What's the next step for you, Jim? Well, the next the next step is is to keep pushing uh, the ball forward with um, with arrests. Uh, you know, they they we, we had some legal analysts came out yesterday and saying uh, you know it could undermine the police investigation to have this type of uh, thing publicized. Um, and I I'm just saying, look, we need to talk about this. We need to get the word out. It needs to be publicized. Yes. And 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 the next step is um, to ask the public for for help and in, in, in finding the perpetrators. But we're going to it is I can tell you right now, I am it is unsettling for me to come out so strongly against um, the FBI and the, and the local police. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I, I am a, I am I'm I, I'm a little anxious about retaliation, um, character assassination and all that sort of thing. Yep. We've seen stuff like that happen in the, in the past and the recent not so, you know, not so distant past. So I but I, I'm, I'm all look, I don't think the rank and file guys in the police department and the FBI are, are, are making these decisions. These decisions about how, how law enforcement resources are allocated are done at the higher levels. That's right. Leadership. And so the leadership is making decisions to not investigate and to, and to not make arrests. Right. And, and that's, they, they used to, yeah, that's on purpose. And it's because of the abortion battle, the, the truth war in America. And, and let me remind people what happened in 2020 and 2021 after George Floyd's death, there were there were murders of business owners. There were buildings on fire, millions of dollars worth of damage across the country, and dozens of people died. Police cars were firebombed. Some precincts were taken over, and there were felons being bailed out of jail by Kamala Harris and uh, in Minneapolis and other places. And so you know what side the left is on. You know what happened then. So it doesn't surprise us, Jim Harden, that we are seeing this lack of justice again when it comes to the pro-life, the Christian worldview. That's what they're against. Um, yeah. I, I want to encourage people to go to compasscarecommunity.com. That's your website, correct? Correct. Yes, compasscarecommunity.com. Uh, Jim, uh, I really, we will be praying for you, and hopefully we'll be able to get a follow-up interview with you and find out, hopefully, and before the mid midterms, but I'm not holding my breath. But I pray for justice in Jesus' name. We, we need this yeah. to happen. We need people to raise awareness. We've got listeners in New York. Friends, get the word out about the lack of justice. Help them raise awareness. Go to compasscarecommunity.com. Jim Harden, thank you so much for your time and your important work, brother. Thank you. I really, I really appreciate it. All right. God bless you. Um, wow, guys, this is this is evil being called good. Good is being called evil. We've seen that just by what some of the uh, Democrats, elite Democrats, Nancy Pelosi, uh, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris and Gavin Newsom, the way they're trying to frame the abortion battle now. Did you know they're starting to refer to Scripture as uh, Jim Harden talked about earlier, 
what they're doing, what Newsom is doing, putting up this billboard campaign about loving your neighbor or whatever. Nancy Pelosi saying to restrict abortion is sinful. Kamala Harris speaking at the Baptist Convention in Houston a couple weeks ago, which we reported on last week, calling evil good. That That is just astounding to me. So it's just not out in our culture, out in the public. This is happening in the church where pro-aborts are coming in, and it's a completely unbiblical worldview that supports the murder of pre-born life in mother's wombs. And guys, stop being silent if you have been. I don't want to shame you. There's no guilt. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ. But it's about time we speak up. They're, the left always talks about justice, right? Fighting for justice and trying to raise awareness of, against injustice. Well, this is injustice. These places, these private businesses, places, nonprofits that are actually helping people. Some of them don't even charge money. So there, I'm off my soapbox. But that was a powerful um, interview with Reverend Jim Harden. So again, the website, Compass Care Community. Dot com compasscarecommunity.com especially if you're on the east coast or in the new york area please help them raise awareness that includes my brother john who listens faithfully to the podcast my brother john from upstate new york hancock um, god bless you john um, okay now before we get to the disturbing part of the podcast i didn't want to report on this um, alfred alfred kinsey a pioneer of perversion who paved the way for today's sex education. I want to share a really good story. Uh, Tim Tebow, God bless him. He's done so much great work, philanthropy, and, and uh, so many good things, good deeds. And isn't that uh, how Christians, we are to preach the gospel. We are also to do good works. Good works don't get us saved, but that's evidence of our love for Christ and for his people. He has raised $1 million for charities by auctioning his Heisman Trophy. He says, why have it in your garage? So trophies are typically, these awards sometimes sit on shelves and collect dust, or sometimes they're boxed away, but not Tim Tebow's Heisman Trophy. Do you remember he won that in 2007? Uh, the college football's most outstanding player every year gets awarded, voted on, and then awarded a Heisman Trophy. He won it before he went to the NFL. And he said, every year or six months, I've used the trophy to auction off for charity for a charity, for people to keep in their homes or on their shelf or in their office for six months, and then he they give it back to him. He auctions it off to someone else. Isn't that an awesome money maker? He, I just love this guy. Um, so again, Tim Tebow doesn't have his own Heisman Trophy. He he hasn't had it for the last eight years. He's been auctioning it off for a temporary uh, period of time to someone who pays a certain amount or the highest bidder, and then they get to keep it for whatever, a couple months, six months, and uh, he's been doing this for eight years. That's just, I, I just love that. So, guys, I wanted to get to that story. Um, I'm, I'm going to skip some of the other ones. I did tease them at the top of the podcast, um, especially that one about NPR saying they, they're promoting starting sex education as young as kindergarten. There is an agenda, friends. There is an agenda. So we'll maybe we'll get to that, um, I don't know, probably early next week. There will be news stories next week. So now let's go to this disturbing update. Indiana University recently put up a life-size bronze statue of radical sex researcher Alfred Kinsey to celebrate the 75th anniversary of the Kinsey Institute at the college. What's that? It's a sex research institute that they began in the late 1930s, early 1940s. Um, listener warning on some of the graphic language and content coming up. But it's important for us. Why am I talking about this? You need to connect the dots to early people who have been influential, individuals who have been radicals, dangerous, influential in a demonic way on what we're seeing today in our culture, and especially in the, quote, sex education that's being taught as if it's scientific and healthy in the public schools, and you know exactly what I'm talking about. You need to know who Margaret Sanger is. You need to know who John Dewey is. You need to know who Alfred Kinsey is and, and others. Well, let's go. Let's go. If you're unfamiliar with Kinsey, or maybe you heard the Hollywood version. They did a movie about him um, in two, 2004, almost 20 years ago, Liam Neeson, 
Yeah, he made him uh, made him out to be some sort of misunderstood, you know, scientist, right? Um, shame on Hollywood for sugarcoating crimes against youth. And I'm saying that with the full force of those words. Um, some of the buried truth includes the fact that Kinsey and his associates performed their sex research on hundreds of children and infants. You heard that right. He also um, did sex research on prostitutes, um, criminals, sex offenders, former inmates. You can look this up if you want to research some of the disturbing content. But even a former director of the Kinsey Institute confessed that all of Kinsey's data concerning children and adolescents came from a single pedophile who kept a diary of his experiences with 317 adolescent, pre-adolescent boys, his sexual encounters. John Bancroft said that one individual man had, quote, incredible numbers of sexual experiences on which he kept very careful notes, end quote. We'll get to that in a minute. So Kinsey's promotion of sexual activity at any age laid the groundwork in the 1940s for now the normalization of adultery, homosexuality, also the transgender movement today, and could also obviously logically lead to destigmatizing pedophilia. We're going there, friends. We're already hearing stories of this new MAP, this new language. What does that stand for? Minor attracted persons. They're just victims. They can't help it. They were born that way, attracted to, to young children for sex. They're minor attracted people. This is uh, some of the bad fruit and demonic influence of Alfred Kinsey and his ilk. But people need to understand the facts about Kinsey that have been downplayed, denied, whitewashed. In his attempt, one more minute in this segment, in his attempt to measure the range of human sexuality, Kinsey included two alarming tables documenting pre-adolescent experiments on children. In his 1948 book, Sexual Behavior in the Human Male, Kinsey wrote that his findings, well, I'm going to actually, I'm not going to quote that yet. When we come back, much more on Kinsey and his warped worldview and research. He thought humans were animals, right? Uh, the uncontrollable sex drive, or he made us out to be anyway. And he inspired Hugh Hefner and Playboy. Truth. More coming up in just a minute. Thank you for listening and sharing today's show via StandUpForTheTruth.com slash podcast. Now, back to Stand Up For The Truth. Here's David Fiorazzo. I want to thank Harbinger's Daily News for picking up my article. It's brand new. It will be on Freedom Project um, today. Tonight, it airs along with uh, Educated, the new show that I'm a part of with Katie Petrick at FreedomProject.com. Subscribe, please, to Educated. On YouTube, we cover a lot of these stories because trans transgenderism has now um, become a locomotive, no longer a bandwagon. It's now a locomotive that's uh, just steaming through our culture. But over at Harbinger's Daily, Children in the Crosshairs, they put it up. Alfred Kinsey, a pioneer of perversion who paved the way for today's sex education. Now, here's his quote from his 1948 book. He wrote that. His findings were, quote, an important substantiation of the Freudian view of sexuality as a component that is present in the human animal from earliest infancy. What is he trying to say? Human beings aren't much different than animals, according to his warped worldview. From earliest infancy. Stop right there. Let me connect that with a headline that I teased at the top of the podcast. You can look up this article from ChristopherRufo.com. Chris Rufo on Concealing Radicalism. The Michigan Department of Education in many states across the country, as far as the um, Democrat education system, they, are, they adopted a gender theory program promoting gender fluidity beginning in elementary school, encouraging teachers to facilitate the sexual transi transition of minors without parent consent. This is in the Department of Education in states across the country, not every state but in many states. Understand this, friends. Don't close your eyes to it. Don't look away because it's too gruesome to think about. If you love your neighbor, you will raise awareness and protect some of these children. Back to Kinsey. So he once said, the only unnatural sex act is that which you cannot perform. So whatever your imagination can lead to and whatever age, there's no limits because humans are just animals. 
According to a wonderful research um, author, historian, and educator, Dr. Judith Reisman, who died last year, Kinsey said his mission was to remove the Christian influence in America, where have you heard that before, and eliminate the sexually, quote, repressive legacy of Judeo-Christianity. In her exhaustive study of Kinsey, Reisman went on to conclude, quote, in large measure, Dr. Kinsey's mission has been accomplished. And she said mostly after he died, by his legion of true believers, elitists who have systematically brainwashed their fellow intellectual elites, academia, scientists, right, um, to adopt Kinsey's pansexual secular worldview and jettison the Judeo-Christian worldview upon which this country was founded and flourished, end quote. God bless her work. She, I hope more people will check out Dr. Judith Reisman and her work. But um, Americans have generally been uninformed about some of these key individuals we mentioned. Now, this is fascinating. Around the same time that Planned Parenthood founder and eugenicist Margaret Sanger was advancing her immoral and racist abortion movement, and at the same time humanist John Dewey was establishing public school curriculum and pushing his anti-Christian socialist agenda. He was a humanist in government schools. This evil through Alfred Kinsey and his ilk, it was being unleashed on a level previously unseen in the U.S. Think about this, Indiana University. The Kinsey Institute is still there today. 75-year anniversary. Kinsey gets a bronze life-size statue. He's a zoologist, a sexologist. (laughs) But he's referred to by some as the father of the sexual revolution in America. I mentioned earlier he likely inspired people like Playboy's Hugh Hefner, as well as the open, quote, free love, sexual rebellion of the 1960s. Remember that? Everybody remembers Woodstock and that historical movement. What about the sexual nature of that time? Where did that all come from? How did that all happen? Others refer to Kinsey, however, as the most influential bisexual pedophile and child molester in this nation's history. I love Matt Walsh at the Daily Wire. If you haven't seen the documentary, What is a Woman? Look it up. If you have to pay, watch it. Um, He said, he put it this way, quote, The University of Indiana has unveiled a statue honoring Alfred Kinsey. Kinsey was a degenerate pedophile lunatic who conducted, quote, research on the orgasms of children and babies, one of the most prolific groomers of the 20th century. No wonder the left honors him, end quote. This is demonic, friends. Let's call it for what it is. And any political party, the Democrats, who are behind this, they're pushing demonic agendas. Can we just say that? Can we, are we allowed to say that? Let's stop sugarcoating the biblical worldview and calling evil good and good evil, Isaiah 5.20. Let's talk about what's actually happening, not just in politics, not just in the public schools, not just in the corporations or in Hollyweird. This is in the church. Christians are being duped by this under the guise of compassion. Love your neighbor. Oh, sure, they, you want to, you wanna, what, do, what do you call it, transition? to whatever, oh, okay, I'll ignore Genesis and then the account of creation, and we'll just say, yeah, if that makes you happy. So now happiness has trumped holiness, right? So Kinsey's research, oh, here we go, was funded by Rockefeller Foundation, no surprise, also funded Margaret Sanger's birth control efforts, as well as population control ideas today. They're big on environmental extremism. People are the problem. Population has to be reduced, right? That's what it's all about, climate change. So let me, uh, Dr. Herman Muller, one of Kinsey's colleagues at the time at Indiana University, was actually a member of the American Eugenics Society. Again, this is all in my article, and it could have been so much more extensive. I could have written a chapter. In fact, maybe that's something I needed to do when I write my next book. One One goal of Kinsey's research was to, to prove that humans are just sexual beings and that earlier in life they start to experience sexual pleasure, the better. Kinsey fed his perverted sex drive by selling this theory. Oh, there's this was in the 1940s. There's widespread ignorance of 
sexual structure and physiology. What did he believe also? Um, waiting to have sex, especially until getting married, was psychologically harmful. Alfred Kinsey. Early on, Kinsey reportedly, this is before the Kinsey Institute, he reportedly conducted some of his research in the attic of his Bloomington, Indiana home. How did he get away with experimenting on children, on former prisoners, on prostitutes? Where do you do that? You can't go to the local, I don't know, hospital or <laughs> at the time, or university. Where do you, where do, you do that? You've got to start at home. He truly inspired the future trend of pornography that has since destroyed countless lives, marriages, families. But that's not how liberal Democrat elites see his sex work. I want to go back and, and mention briefly, you know, Hollywood released the Kinsey film starring Liam Neeson. And I want to quote a writer, um, Selwyn Duke. He published, quote, the re- whitewashing of pedophile Alfred Kinsey. He said the movie portrayed Kinsey not as the criminal he was, but merely as a conscientious but persecuted scientist whose only ambition was to push back the frontiers of ignorance. That sounds good, doesn't it? We don't want to be ignorant about true science and you know, but anyway, the film completely glossed over Kinsey's perversion, of course, and the damage he's done to America in, in real life. Now, this is true. You can look this up at some of the research. Kinsey and his associates padded some of the results and skewed many of the sex survey results. They actually removed some of them that weren't convenient to their narrative. And Selwyn Duke blasted those who concealed the truth about Kinsey, saying, you Kinsey Institute, Hollywood, media, Democrat Party, you're complicit in crimes against humanity. Quote, It is absolutely unconscionable that useful idiots, perverts, and social engineers would perpetuate one of the most pernicious lies ever foisted on the American public to create any kind of work about the life of Alfred Kinsey and not place his deviance, criminality, and wickedness front and center is akin to making a movie about Hitler and omitting the Holocaust. Defended and honored by the left, Kinsey flew under the radar for decades, and it's up to us now if we want to try to raise some awareness. Um, but what would that do? That would actually cause them to rewrite books. They, they would have to rip entire books off of, off of library shelves and out of the public schools and out of academia at the university level because they're based on Kinsey's flawed sex research and warped worldview. Do you understand? Are you connecting the dots with me? So... His research was not scientific. Now, one of the most disturbing things in this expose here on Kinsey, um, Table 34. Table 34. Um, You can look this up in my article. By the way, Indiana's Indiana's Kinsey Institute denies all controversial claims, right? Boasting his extraordinary legacy, his commitment to understanding humanity's sexual diversity. So in Kinsey's... Two books, his other book we just mentioned, but also 1953 book came out, Sexual Behavior in the Human Female. They contain some disturbing documentation, friends, of children's orgasms and have drawn concerns of child abuse, rightly so. How was the data collected? How were these experiments conducted? Notations indicated the use of a stopwatch to record orgasms of the child's subjects. The evidence suggests that Kinsey's so-called scientific research was, in fact, child molestation. Think about this, 1940s. What young child during that time or any time would have given consent to such invasive, shocking procedures done in them by adults? Now, perhaps just as bad. Now, we don't know all the details. What Parents in their right mind would allow this to be done to their child, to have them be experimented on. This is criminal sexual abuse of minors. Kinsey's perverse work, I'll tell you guys, it's, it, it raised, I think to me, I think it revealed more about the human heart, the depravity of man, 
in mankind than, than it did, you know, how many orgasms an eight-year-old could have. I think it reveals more about the evil. And by the way, today they're whitewashing this, so what is that again calling evil good? Um, so I'm looking at this table. They have the age range of, of children they experimented on. Age from five months old, two years, four years, eight-year-old, ten-year-old. How many? It says number of orgasms. The four-year-old apparently had 26 orgasms within a 24-hour period because it says time involved is the next. And then, and then another age, 11-year-old, number of orgasms, time involved. And it says um, on the bottom of the table, 34, some instances of higher frequencies. So research scientist Gordon Muir emphasizes that what is taught in academia today, here's, a, here's one of the takeaways, friends, understand. What's taught in academia today is based on Kinsey's theory of childhood sexuality and development. Based on these extremely controversial tables mentioned here. He said it's astonishing people use Kinsey as the basis for what we understand to be normal childhood sexual development. So we also connect Kinsey in this article, his influence with sexual abuse of children by Catholic priests, which we covered four years ago. I wrote an article on that for decades. There was a 900-page report done in Pennsylvania. A grand jury alleged over 300 priests abused more than 1,000 children in that state alone. In most cases, predators guilty of criminal conduct were never brought to justice, but studies have shown 85% of the victims were boys. This led the Roman Catholic Church, one representative, actually a cardinal, said we have a very grave problem of a homosexual culture in the church. And sadly, many girls were abused as well. We don't have time to get into that. But Dr. Judith Reisman, back to her, I'll conclude with a quote because we're running out of time. She said the sexperts, sexperts, not experts, in the field of human sexuality and the sex injuries will, will be shaken to its foundations if the truth, if the public learned about this truth. And, and, and she says entire bookshelves would be removed from libraries. And she said, because of this fraudulent research, Kinsey's brand of social science has led to one of the greatest hypocr- hypocrisies of all time. The pretense, listen to this, of providing safe sex instructions to children while in reality advancing Kinsey's agenda, including the indulgence in high-risk lifestyles and sexual behaviors. So think about what teenagers and young children are getting in the perverse public education system and curriculums today. And so Alfred Kinsey, that's part of his legacy, friends. Check this article out over at Harbinger's Daily on Alfred Kinsey. That's my effort for this week to try to connect some dots on how we got to this place, possibly, where we're so confused about that. Well, tomorrow, good news. Elijah Abraham is with us. Catch up before he takes his next international trip. J.B. Hickson next week, Pastor Matt Truella, Dr. Lee Merritt, Congressman Andre Jock, and Mary Danielson of Calvary Chapel Appleton. God bless you, friends. Thank you for sharing the podcast. And as always, keep speaking the truth about things that matter. <laughs>